0: Hi, I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano. So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema.
1: Doctor I said I need a backyotomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this.
0: So it's come to this, Back at the Movies.
1: Oh, we're back. We're back. The movies are back. Yeah. I will say. Hi, I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast, and man, the movies are back.
0: Yeah, we're becoming invincible (laughs) by injecting the strongest microchips into our body. Exactly. Into my triceps. Small small price to pay. And movies are back. We're finally through the period where real movies are. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Actual, the previews actually are starting to look good. Totally. For the upcoming movies, not just the movies that have been delayed and kind of, well, we can release them now. Yeah, exactly. And uh, No, but like uh, we went and saw In the Earth
1: last night in a movie theater about a week yeah. ago, maybe a week and a half ago, at maybe two weeks ago now, we saw Nobody in the theater. Yes, both have been very well uh But when we saw Nobody... It was on a Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday <laughs> evening. Yeah. It was a ghost town in that theater, right? We,
0: were, we might as well have been the only two people there. I saw
1: three other employees and maybe two other patrons for a
0: different movie. There was, yeah, two people coming out of Kong. That was a week ago. And last, then you and I were the only ones in our theater, and yeah, maybe just We were just the a only couple. ones last, yeah, in, in nobody. And then last, last night, night, a week we,
1: later. We showed up to see In the Earth at 7.30 on a Thursday. There was... Fifty people in that lobby. So bustling lobby. I, I thought a school function was happening. I thought a field <laughs> yeah. trip was happening because it was all ki- it was all teenagers. It was all young people, and you know we're old people now. Yeah, some of us are. And uh, <laughs> couldn't help it. I'm sorry. But it was all very young teenagers who I guess are still seeing the Kong Godzilla no, it's movie? Mortal Co- it got to be Mortal oh, Kombat. Oh, Mortal Kombat, of course. Yeah. It was definitely I, Mortal it Kombat. Was, it had to be the first I was like, screening of Mortal Kombat. I was like, Kombat. is it one of the Fast and Furious movies nah, out? What, uh, Definitely Mortal Kombat. There were so many kids there. The, yes. the lobby was packed.
0: I couldn't be happier yeah, so to you see were waiting I couldn't out, be happier to see You it. were waiting outside, and then I showed up in inside and... So, without just going into the lobby, just being outside, all I heard was just bustling noise. Oh, yeah. Filled with people. It was And then Grand when we Central go in Station there, in I didn't there. pay it any mind. We were chatting. We were waiting for Jason. And then we went in. And then there's the realization. I was like, they're all 13. There's so many it's kids. It's all 13, 14. <laughs> I was like, right. yeah, like, you're right. It's like, do these kids, were they the good students? And are well, all the schools are. all This is the night all the kids go to the movie. It theaters? was crazy. Yeah. It you, wasn't like teenagers on dates. It was no, all like a little groups. bit younger than that. I was
1: going to say before when I got there and I printed out my little tickets at the printing kiosk that I bought beforehand. Yeah. There was a group of kids in front of me and the kid who bought the tickets must have printed out 15 tickets. It was a <laughs> group of a like 15 of friends who were like Man.
0: we go into Mortal Kombat apparently. Did you have fourteen people that you could have invited to Mortal Kombat? When I no. I would no. that would have been impossible I would have had, what am I gonna do? Invite the whole class? But I saw I don't know fourteen people to I go to a
1: movie with big groups there. I saw a lot of couples, young couples, like on dates there. Like I was just like, wow, the movies are back. Yeah. Guys. People
0: people want to come no, back to the movie. Not
1: not in our theater. This is uh, like it was our group and then two other people to see in the earth last night. <laughs> yeah. So, I was actually a little relieved cuz I kept seeing these like emo kids walking in and I was like, "Oh god, are we going to be in a theater packed with I didn't children? know anything
0: about in the in the earth. So, for all yeah, I knew, I... it could have been like based on a teen graphic novel. <laughs> exactly, and... <laughs> right? Oh, totally. It could have been like it's an a, image it's comic be book us series and like or something. 13-year-olds like we're seeing demon slayer we,
1: without knowing it we went into like the new harry potter <laughs> franchise like I wait didn't, i didn't know i didn't know it could have been anything nobody told me ben wheatley's doing the major it's <laughs> kids movie
0: now so yeah. it's really weird for me to think i haven't checked the numbers i don't know if it's the smashing success because kong godzilla i'm sure did good money as God, a I as hope. a first movie in so, theaters for those two and yeah. now um Mortal Kombat and so I really like the idea of in the same way that uh the the Mark McGuire Sammy Sosa home run race brought like people back to baseball (laughs) who were turned away after the strike they brought the fans back baseball was saved by these legendary titans totally for Mortal Kombat and Godzilla vs. Kong to be the sa- thing that like saves movie theater. Like, yeah. People went back to the movies after they were closed for over a year so because is, of Mortal Kombat. Is Godzilla versus
1: Kong Mark McGuire or Sammy Sosa in this scenario? I which think one's which?
0: Godzilla and Kong <laughs> are McGuire and Sosa, and then... And then Mortal Kombat could be like that's uh, Barry Bonds Bonds (laughs) is just Mortal
1: Kombat. Barry Bonds just also killing it, but no one's paying attention to him. Yeah. In a different part of the country. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All the kids, all the 13 year olds are going out for Barry Bonds. They keep saying,
1: yeah, they keep saying Mortal Kombat's having all these performance enhancing problems.
0: Yeah. So I could see that. I could see that. You know, there's some clean performers like Raiden, but like, (laughs) uh, there's, you know, there's some dirty blood. Oh, you know. Yeah, that guy with the metal arms—that's that can't be street legal. No, no, that's not regulation. No, no. And uh, they didn't ask—I don't—I don't ask questions about like Blanca and Street Fighter, so I'm not going to ask any questions about. <laughs> sure, you just you go know, with it. I just—I'm just there with for it. the entertainment. Right. They can put whatever they want into their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that's got to be politics an, out of that's it. That's got to be an exciting thing <laughs> for a movie studio and a good sign for movies in the theater going forward, which. I got scared all all pandemic, which is still going on. But you know, oh, when we were the, well, that's what I mean. When
1: we were there last week, mm-hmm. and we were the only people in the in a fourteen screen theater. Yeah, I was like, oh no, people don't want to come back to the movies yeah. yet.
0: This isn't going to be able to go. And I'm always. Last scared. night it was like, oh no, people do kids people, at least kids, and that's the best people that for a movie studio to want to come back.
1: Yeah, if the thirteen no, year true. olds
0: want to spend money on it.
1: They'll plus, keep putting money plus into. Plus, all it. those kids were getting concessions and supporting that. Like yeah, the, lines the were young long people long are the concession. only ones who like get food at the theater. <laughs> bring, I think. We're off. I'm we're, bringing our, we're, a we're backpack. Like, yeah, we yeah we got our we we got our own thing. <laughs> what a jerk. The kids are still like, yeah, I'll spend fourteen dollars on a, a packet of M and M's. I'm like, God bless. I'm sneaking
0: them. in a tuna sandwich in my jacket <laughs> pocket. I'm beating the system. Just a weird guy. I don't
1: want people to think you actually eat tuna fish in a I theater.
0: I just want to make that clear. I'm not it's a... it's salami. It's not as <laughs> Yeah. I'm just just gnawing into just a just a hog a columbus salami. Dry aged, yeah. of course. No. I've seen a woman bring in stuff to make sandwiches before. Oh. Making a big purse. So I get it. But these kids are just like what are Burger we had... King. I told yeah. yeah. And these kids are just like, what are we going to do? I don't know, just spend the $20 on candy and snacks there. They've got a great deal. Two bags of popcorn and two sodas for $35. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these kids are lined up eight deep in multiple lines oh, there. They couldn't wait to get their hands on that. I thing. felt I, I felt like the oldest dude there last night, which is oh, weird clearly. at a movie theater. Clearly. Well, our friends Sean and Jay were there. Yeah, so. they're older. So they're <laughs> deeper in. But... Uh, Felt like we our crew was older than uh, the rest of everyone that was there. Older, I mean, wiser. I had no know. idea how popular Mortal Kombat was. That's cool, man. Our, well, I, want,
1: I again, I wonder because that can't be that
0: popular amongst seventeen-year-olds. I mean, so I, I think know, it's got to be the movies. Seventeen-year-olds could do anything right now, and I'd have they could be up to any scheme. And I yeah, would yeah, be yeah. oblivious well, to that's, it.
1: See, that's the great thing about seventeen year olds. They only do what we like, they don't do anything new. We <laughs> we did it all when we were seventeen. We went do to any, the movies. I didn't do we we left the movie last night and there was that couple talking by your car. Oh yeah. I got such nostalgia. Just from that scene, like <laughs> just being like, you wanted night, to film them. Just being like seventeen and like like the girl you kind of liked went out with the group to see the movie, and like you got her to talk to you after the movie. That is like, a good vibe. Those two were hitting it
0: off. Yeah, I was just like, God bless you, movie lovers. Good. When I took Anna to see, we don't need names <laughs> and give last names. But everybody's going to want to know yeah. that there's some cool chick out there named Anna that got talked into seeing Con Air because oh. I wanted to see Con Air for a third time. And then getting to talk in the parking lot. That's with... kind of less yeah. <laughs> the nostalgia no, I was talking, talking about. Talking with, with a girl in the no, parking lot mean... after seeing a movie when you're young enough to, to need to wait for your parents to pick you up or yeah. something. I love that stuff. Yeah, just that's that f- a big, big part of my
1: love for movies. Yeah, there the movies was a big part of like feeling free for the first time. Yeah, being able to go to a movie by yourself, it changed things. It, definitely, I, and that's not bullshit. Like, that's like I remember seeing movies, uh, you know, the first time I got you know dropped off or whatever, and <laughs> right. I could even see a movie without a parent. Like, that
0: was huge. Oh
1: man, if be being like- a theater by yourself without your mom next to you. And it's it's a the and thing then to can... have your friends and and have that I remember see, oh my friend had a birthday party <laughs> we went and saw Twister opening night <laughs> yeah like it was so sold out at airport we were in like the third row is one of those where we're just like nose to the screen I... so fun so fun
0: I went on a date to <laughs> Twister hell yeah you taking d- girls to the
1: movies that was my favorite <laughs> thing to do I loved it. I'm talking about buddies, me and my friends
0: jerking each other off in of the bathroom. <laughs> You're taking girls? No, man. like, oh, I would. I love that. I would oh. always. Use, I used that was my in seeing a cool movie with a girl. Oh, that yeah. was the best in high oh. school, man. And then I saw I saw the, the greatest dumb kind of movies with girls, like <laughs> The Mask. Apparently, I saw with a girl. Oh, her name was Francesca too. Oh, man, I saw a movie with a girl named Francesca, and it was The Mask. But yeah, seeing Twister in the theater, suck saw Con Air with two different girls, because I kept wanting to see so Con Air.
1: <laughs> yeah. So smooth. So yeah. smooth. I, like I, pretending to be surprised, like, oh no, I think was, the criminals are no, taking the plane I mean, over. Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to... Oh, this, this guy
0: seems like... A, Steve Buscemi seems harmless, but he's a pretty <laughs> bad dude, actually. <laughs> no, man, I would watch that shit like I was seeing it for the first time. It was like Once Upon a <laughs> Time in Hollywood. I was just still smiling, like man, Danny Trio's a scumbag. <laughs> is great, right? And uh, <laughs> that's so good. I loved it. Oh, just wanted. To, I just wanted to keep seeing it. I wanted to experience that. to be what it, somebody else might as well be a, a lady. So
1: that's what I mean. Like all that that we've just shared. That's happening with kids in Mortal Kombat today. Yeah. That's what they're they're there's having. Some boys seeing it with the cool girly likes. Seeing it with their the, friends. And maybe there's
0: four other people in that group, but maybe they sit next to each other. It's exciting. This is exciting stuff. Kids are still doing that. And they've been like separated for a year and now that the, the yeah. hormones are just off the of charts. Of course it's different now. If you go with a group of six people, you don't know that any more than two people are around you. In the you huge don't. recliner chairs. Yeah. If you're like three chairs down from me, <laughs> Liner, you might as well be in a
1: different room. It's crazy how, yeah, theaters are now separated by like yards in yeah. between rows. Like, yeah, like, like you, I can't spit to the next row
0: in front of me. It's so far <laughs> in front of me. It's crazy. They're so spread out mm-hmm. in these big luxury pilot seats at the Roxy. So it's, it's a different experience. It'd be weirder being there with a group of sure. six teenage friends at your elbow. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the now row. you're just all like, you're impossibly far away from the first and sixth person. Oh my god, mm-hmm. it's just different. But I love that they're still into it, and Mortal Kombat is the reason. There's a still new generation. But but we less saw in raucous crowd <laughs> in the earth. In the earth, yeah. So Ben Wheatley's a director. This is the first time we've done him, but he's kind of uh, we've talked about Ty West before. Mm. Ben Wheatley's another one of these. Cool, like independent, tie West, yeah, uh, genre filmmaker who's gone in a lot of neat directions with totally. his uh, with his projects, and this was a really different one for him, but also felt like one of his movies. But what was really excited f- exciting for me, and was enough of a selling point. I don't think I've ever had the chance to see a Ben Wheatley movie in the theater. It's not the kind of thing that usually plays here, even totally. with some of our you know theaters that play indie stuff sightseers didn't play here right uh, the kill list isn't going to play list in didn't play. santa rosa
1: probably the one movie that people would know him uh from his free fire
0: really i didn't i, I didn't know so. if that was popular or not
1: well it's got brie larson cillian sure. murphy well, okay it's got some names got some names uh everyone's favorite army hammer is in that one yeah popular guy <laughs> everyone loves him favorite of the podcast um uh, Yeah, he did high rise with a couple known people, but yeah, his movies don't really field in. in They don't get a lot of uh, media.
0: uh, Field in
1: England is yeah is another. Well, that's that's the classic one that you and I you and I have always meant to watch together. (laughs) Yeah, we put it off for five years
0: together. Yeah, it's been it's been the discussion now since 2015. Right, but I've never had the chance to see one of those in the theaters. Uh, You. You might have. I saw Did you when you were in Portland? Yes, I I was uh, I saw
1: sightseers in the theater. Okay, for sure.
0: That was 2012,
1: 2013. 2011, 2012, okay. uh one of those fancy Portland theaters. My the uh, uh Portland Eric Eric Hansen yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, brought me to that one. He actually <laughs> recommend I remember he he recommended that one. that was way before I knew who Ben Wheatley was. Sure. And it's this just pitch black comedy about a couple on vacation who just Kind of start killing people, right? And it's really, it was really like, whoa, this is like nothing I've ever seen before.
0: And Eric knew of this one. He, knew,
1: he I, I mean, he had heard of it. I, I, don't know if he, you know, knew knew because that mm-hmm. that was pretty early on in uh, Wheatley's. He had done Kill List already, but yeah, um, yeah. And then I saw Kill List. You know, I didn't see Kill Netflix List until uh, you know Sightseers was already out. So. Uh, High Rise, I liked. And then, uh, yeah, free Free Fire is fun. It's like a it's like a seventies kind of throwback film. So okay. a, lot, a lot of Wheatley's stuff is like kind of throwing back to certain periods, mm-hmm. certain uh, genres. I mean, a lot
0: of our favorite filmmakers. I mean, that's what Tarantino does. To, and yeah, that's why to... we like a lot of these guys, like Ty West, going exactly. back and doing a western, and going back and doing a you know someone's in the, you know old dark house kind of movie. Right. We that kind of stuff. Uh, does appeal to us, uh, especially when there's guys like Wheatley who do it well and always seem to bounce around to different. Right, it's always fun something ideas. Different. He actually did a remake of Rebecca that's on Netflix like last year. That... I will probably not watch that. Yeah. over versus that's everything what... else. But it's cool that he's trying to do something right. like that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like a guy who's doing kind
1: of a Tarantino free fire, then goes like with a Hitchcock remake and. Now he's got yeah, in the earth, which I didn't even know existed until you said, Hey, this Ben Weaver right. movie is playing. And in the I didn't theater. know
0: until Jason told me about it. So, so that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I we've talked about that before about whether I plan on seeing it or not. I'm happy that there's the type of filmmakers out there that if they get the chance to make their own version of Rebecca, yeah. they're gonna be like, I will do this if you want me. Are you sure? Seems like an idea doomed to fail, but you know, like <laughs> Netflix is like, we'll give you $75 million. Yeah, fair enough. Here's $20 million to just make Vertigo. Okay, <laughs> like, why wouldn't you? Who cares? Yeah. Everybody's gonna shit on that thing, but Who like, you up. get a chance to just do, Ver- like, yeah, do Rebecca. That's amazing. You get to make, remake this lush, maybe Mitch it's good. Film. I don't know, maybe, but <laughs> wow, I guess I get like, That's why wouldn't swing. you do that? Yeah, I yeah. love a guy that would do that. Well, that's so, what that's what I love about yeah Ben. So Wheatley even if I, yeah even if I'm not into it. all of his movies, I I'm he's a guy I'm always going to be interested in mm-hmm. seeing. So I didn't know anything about this flick. You found out about when I said there was a new Ben Wheatley and it's playing. I assume this was the last week. It's one of those movies that would probably play in a big theater a week. And I then... can't imagine it's going to be yeah something that sticks around too long yeah. since
1: it was just us and two other people. And so all I knew it that out. it was.
0: A chance to see one of his movies in a the theater, and that was it. Well, I'm glad we got. to. And so then I, I'm the, glad you shared that information, yeah. and that I so, got to see this. So I went in blind, was didn't know, didn't know what it was going to be. And it's one of those going to be one of those episodes where I don't know where I'm going to land on it. I haven't. I don't know if it's not because I've had enough time to process it because we just saw it last night. Mm-hmm. And. It's a movie that kept fighting to really win me over and then lose me mm. over and over again. And I don't know if I like it or uh, love it or dislike it. Well, it's... Uh, I don't know yet.
1: Before that, yeah. I, I will say for me, it, it, it was a movie that was purposefully challenging you. Sure. And, uh, uh, it's a movie that purposefully kind of leaves out large gaps of information. So that yeah. you kind of have to make things up for yourself. So, we, you and I could probably have very different takes on I'm what happens in the movie. I'm a different movie.
0: take, because there was a lot of things that left me confused. Yeah. I have no problem admitting when I don't understand parts of a movie. Right. If there's symbolism I'm missing, if there's major plot points that I somehow didn't pick up on, it's all possible. Well, you know, with
1: this one, it's interesting, because I feel like uh, one of the main points of the movie is that Humans are always trying to find patterns and stories and things that are not mm-hmm. uh, patterned or storied. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a man versus nature type of movie. Um, and, the uh, yeah, I feel like a big part of the movie was you keep thinking you're going to get this story and then we're going to mm-hmm. give you something else. And it's
0: all just kind of this... That was throwing me a lot, too. The movie takes directional and tonal shifts Yeah, that I was pretty absorbed into the movie. And then they would lose me a bit. And then I would start to think they were heading in a certain direction. And then they wouldn't, but they kind of would. So it was just, it would kind of lose me. And then uh, I kept thinking it was a different movie than it was Mm. the whole time, no matter what the shift was. Because at first I was going to get like an upstream color vibe. Upstream color is a movie I... Love. That's a yeah. That that's same, a complicated movie, and that's the same kind of movie that did this complicated, uh, extra connection both mm-hmm. to the earth and this other connection, like an electrical connection between humans. There's some kind of blurring that can happen, and that fascinates me. And Upstraight Color did in a way that it really stuck with me. I was totally. talking about that movie and thinking about that movie for two months after seeing it. And at first, I was excited in this movie because it felt like we were getting something like that. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly it became, wait, no, is this like a Blair Witch movie? Mm, (laughs) Is this a Blair Witch Project movie? I didn't know it could be a potential supernatural slasher. Mm -hmm. But now it seems like we're doing that. But then it would move into more sci-fi, like, annihilation. And then into midsummer kind of shit and so I kept not oh, knowing yeah. what movie and then it, was it's,
1: happening. It's madman at one point. Sure. Literally yeah. Madman Mars it, in the woods at one point. There's a straight
0: up shot that looks exactly like Madman Mars. Yeah. Or the or the Madman Mars at the end of Rituals. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> it looks like that guy's backlit exactly the strong same. Strong ritual vibes. Rituals. Big vibes. Rituals. Yeah. Uh, go go listen to our Hal Holbrook episode. And find rituals. One of the scariest dudes in the woods movies yeah. I've ever seen. So time. then I got thinking, oh, are we getting modern rituals? And I got into that idea. And at certain points, I think the movie, when it got me expecting a certain thing, it left it more room to be disappointing in a way hmm. that it got me hu- hyped for. Ooh, I ca- I'm into like a, a indie kind of uh, rituals. And right. I didn't know we were going to get this survivalist aspect. I didn't know that was the kind of horror we were getting, but then it kept kind of not doing those things, and it just kept like not really landing on any specific thing until it just kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's there's uh, a lot. Yeah. Li- I'm I I normally like. It's like he was going really ambitious, like for something like Tarkovsky, mm-hmm. you know. Really getting deep into woods survivalist Solaris kind of action, or like he was really going for the tree of life mm. and that connection.
1: Uh, the the Aronofsky's The Fountain with all the like kind of chemical reactions Definitely. under a microscope visuals that you were getting. Yes. Yeah.
0: Fountain a favorite of. Uh, oh, yeah. Both of ours. Oh. Uh. And and all those movies that I mentioned Solaris and uh, Tree of Life. Totally. Huge experiences for me. Seeing Tree of Life in the theater over on Summerfield was. I, yeah, it was I one of those ones too. where the next I, time I talked to anybody, I think the next person I talked to is Sean. And the conversation was just me saying like, don't wait to see it on a torrent or whatever. Just go see it in a theater. It's this big sensorial yeah. experience. And this movie goes for that sensory horror, sensory nature horror too. Mm-hmm. But it's really ambitious to go for that because those movies I mentioned, I, I view incredibly high. And so it uh keeps going for something like that, but then abandons it for other stuff, and so I kept I was a roller coaster on this. One. I know what you mean I know I didn't I, know I, how to feel, and I still don't. I kind of feel
1: like that might be in, uh, I feel like that's intentional though yeah, you no know? uh, yeah, that's what that's why uh you yeah. know
0: i I didn't want to read too much. I don't want to kind of poison my brain with some Brando's theories on it. I just want to sit with it for a while and work it out with you too. well, I haven't read anything else. Uh, about it yeah i'm There's... interested in your kind of thoughts on this and because you landed you like it you know you like i like it, it a s- lot okay i'm
1: i'm the kind of guy that i uh not the kind of guy this the, the stupid well, i'm singer. the I kind might, of guy might be the stupidest thing i ever said in my life i'm the type of fellow. i'm that i'm one of these fellas where uh no i let uh, me categorize myself man i think for me going in to this movie uh I think, I think I have a thing with, with uh, um, horror movies, especially, where I value the aesthetic and the style and the atmosphere over any plot. Okay. Because plots are dumb.
0: Did you like uh, It Comes at Night from a few years ago? Yeah, I did. Okay. Because yeah, that, that's the movie that, uh, that evoked in my brain right. when you described right. that. Not necessarily something happening, a lot of vibe, all atmosphere, a lot of confusion and chaos that well, is kind of unseen. That movie in particular is a good example
1: because this movie in the Earth kind of uh, promises a
0: monster, very explicitly and promises then, a monster, well, yeah.
1: and then doesn't really give you the monster at the end, which is the same thing as It Comes at Night. Everyone thought there was a it was a monster movie and it's a virus movie or whatever.
0: So, so, so this, I, so I th- saw It Comes at Night at yeah. Third Street, and this is the only time this has ever happened. When I was buying you my stood t- up and applauded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh no, I didn't. Everyone cheating. cheered. <laughs> the the uh, the ticket taker, the woman selling the tickets mm-hmm. in the little box office warned me that a lot of people hated this movie. She flat out said when I asked oh, for a yeah, ticket to it she says funny. that she's heard like, so many people leaving the theater Or asking for their money back midway, like when they realize there's not going to be a monster. Mm -hmm. They're not doing a monster. Like straight up leaving mad enough times that this woman says, Look, you're going into dangerous ground. Everybody hates this. She's telling you, I don't want to refund your ticket in 20 (laughs) minutes.
1: I'm telling you now. If you That's think you, yeah well, you saw the girl tearing her tickets last night was like okay bro theater eight of you <laughs> yeah. it's not Mortal the Kombat. only non-mortal <laughs> Kombat tickets she had seen <laughs> exactly you know what and uh I can honestly say the people that walked out of it comes at night. Yeah. You revealed yourself to be the posers that you are. Yeah. You guys are idiots. Fucking posers. I loved that people who just go to movies based on some internet hype thinking you're gonna see the next Halloween or whatever you think you're gonna get (laughs) and you don't get what you want and you walk out. Hey, you're the problem right now. All right? Look,
0: you've made me You asking
1: your money back for experiencing art? Fuck you. I have.
0: I actually. Think Charlie's that's really making bullshit. me feel guilty. Over, <laughs> walking over, walking out of, walking it, it out of chaos, place. walking in motherless Brooklyn. Oh no, no, here. no! no. <laughs> Those are different. Those are bullshit. <laughs> if it was revealed that I was one of the people that <laughs> hated it, it, comes in. Well, it's like <laughs> you mother.
1: It's not the movie's fault that you got sold some marketing right. about some something. fake bill of goods. You went in. Ex- Sorry, like he was doing this other thing. You know, this, this movie, especially, In the Earth, man, if, if you're going in with a very specific mindset of what you think, this movie has three different acts that are yeah. completely different from each other. Very different. That, that was you're pretty, not going to enjoy. And that was
0: jarring to me, and I think he wants it to be jarring. I just don't yeah. know if it...
1: I, I can't tell if it works for me yet. You know, it's it's. I don't think it's 100% satisfying. Okay. Um, I do think... yeah. It so was... how'd,
0: you fe- how'd you feel, uh, this is kind of the first time I've experienced something that really felt like uh, pandemic exploitation Yes, in a movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the big kind of... I didn't know that was going to be a thing. It's not quite my movie. God, I was really, if anyone could have done it, this movie could have ended on 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> this could have been sure. my, my white whale. Yeah, yeah. This movie is very good about not letting us know if this is 80 years in the future or right now, well, but we, it's immediately yeah. evoking right now.
1: This is the uh, in the credits, I don't know if you saw but there was like COVID supervisors pre and and shoot credits. So this is a movie oh, that was made was started, during COVID. Uh, got it. Yeah. This is a movie that was uh, made after COVID hit.
0: But there's been like the last
1: year, so that's I mean that's why it's so isolated and small cast and this and that. But also, I don't think they need this pandemic angle at all. Yeah, that's what really threw me because the opening ten minutes of him being like checked out by doctors and stuff in masks. They never make him put a mask on, and then there's no masks for the rest of the movie. (laughs) And the movie is about a fucking is is about Close Encounters of the Third Kind with an ancient forest spirit like it we're has nothing to do with a pandemic well, that's
0: why the the tonal shifts feel so strong and so uh, unsettling with me because it feels like we're getting 15 to 18 minute chunks of kind of new movies with the same people mm. it doesn't feel like always the same thing because like you said why'd we go through all this detox they Medi- really didn't like,
1: Yeah, the, the 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 one thing in the movie, the movie is like almost it's like an hour and fifty minutes, and they easily could have cut the whole first ten minutes of this. The scientist guy arrives well, at, a, at a lodge and then goes upon a quest to go see a doctor he knows in the middle of the woods. We could have started on the trek to see the
0: doctor. Like, they could have given us enough dialogue. The movie is smart enough to be able to have caught us up to why they're on this journey. You didn't need this much of a a prelogue. There's, like,
1: a scene where he's got, like, a little, like, poison ivy looking rash on his arm but the virus that they talk about or the pandemic that they reference never really comes into
0: play that's what could left me confused about this movie I didn't know if it was a virus movie I didn't know if it was going to be like I didn't know if it was going to be like the crazies yeah you know we get we even get the huge gas mask goggles hazmat suits throughout various things it feels like a movie with (laughs) feels like a very pretentious shot on video movie mm-hmm Feels like oh, yeah. I can I can picture low budget ass version of this idea with some guys making a a handheld camera movie out in the woods. And the I mean to- essentially that's what happened. And the tones right? keep changing because they just oh, we can also do this slash movie thing. Oh, we can also do this ghost story thing. Oh, we can cheaply do a pandemic thing. But the ten- starting with the pandemic stuff, that's the first really like again, exploitative thing. there mm-hmm. There's been several really garbage tv show kind of things that are like this whole show is set over friends talking on zoom it's right. like well sure. this is awful <laughs> every, every, <laughs> this sucks yeah, there was this... i appreciate you trying but it sucks
1: yeah there was kind of a very middling movie on shutter called host uh-huh. about uh, girls in a yeah group chat and then i don't know it gets haunted or something
0: i appreciate you making use of resources yeah. but it sucks I don't want to see At it. least
1: this one that they knew not to really focus hard. Like, I feel like the fact that they kind of dropped that early in the movie was better for the movie. Like, I think it's a good choice, but I think th- it's there's like one or two lines of like, yeah, we should keep our distance. oi." And, uh, <laughs> sorry, I have to go into my bad whoof. British accent. Yeah, <laughs> let's keep our distance, mate. <laughs> Cause it's <laughs>
0: just, <laughs> Australian <laughs> Bill Pullman enters the frame. You know I don't do accent. Um but there's so, a few of
1: that, but then that's yeah, that's all right, never. But they a hit thing. it so
0: hard, and I think it's so yeah. intentional and so kind of manipulative, and I kinda of like oh, yeah. it, but because the they hit it so hard with right in the beginning, you see all these very relatable ways to People quarantining, wearing the masks around each other, keeping specific distance. Taking temperature checks. Take, yeah, temperature yeah. checks before entering. Using your elbow to pump hand sanitizer. Yeah. Like kind of things that we are all done over the last year that might be just stupid. Mm-hmm. We don't know, but we have to do them. So those feel like, okay, this is making us feel like these people are present day. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really explain where we are, it doesn't explain how deep we are into whatever pandemic there is, it doesn't really ever explain what this movie's pandemic is. I think that's totally intentional. Yeah. I think that's 100% just,
1: we want to give you this backdrop to feel isolated out in the woods. But, but I also think, again, I also think they could have simply said, we need to go find this scientist who went missing in the woods and we're in an area with no cell phone reception. Like that. Yes. That could have easily just happened Instead, without a pandemic. They put happening. this
0: kind of, even once they stop making overt allusions to COVID with everybody doing the exact same protocols that we've right. all been told to do. Right. You know, I'm surprised they didn't have, like, the main character just washing his hands while counting out seconds, you know? Just like, okay, yes. Or just someone, yeah, someone we, like... Well, they
1: even do, like, spraying them down with some, you know, whatever the disinfectant would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, why, why didn't we just get someone, like, washing their groceries or But something?
0: it's not you know, like the movie Outbreak. It's not like, okay, go into the hermetically sealed contamination room and... uh, Contagion where you
1: got the full body suit. Yeah, it's just people
0: getting kind of sprayed out in the woods before going into some tents. And I guess I just don't understand what part of the world they're living in, how deep this is. If this is some kind of Stephen King, the mist scenario. And all the characters seem to all talk about how I don't know where to land because it seems too intentionally vague. There's yeah, this yeah. one conversation early on where one woman, this guy is looking and in, going into the woods to search for somebody mm-hmm. and he's being led by a park ranger. So already, I don't know if this is one of those weird future sci-fi apocalypse movies that really values this underappreciated level of civil servant. Right.
1: Where the park ranger is actually like some intergalactic kind of position. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: You're a park ranger. <laughs> exactly. I've heard of your lore. Exactly. So already, I'm. Is, I'm like, is that is that a movie?
1: Is this well, gonna be like the funny, postman? It, isn't it kind of funny in the beginning though? There's the the guy who's kind of laying out the. Someone went out without a park ranger once, and they got lost, and blah blah
0: blah. They it immediately sounded like a real pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah.
1: And even the guy who's like, okay, like, thank you for. So me. just five
0: minutes in, we're hearing all this park ranger like. Yeah. Is it like the Terminator? Like in Future War, the park rangers are the true. Li- like what? Exactly. So already, I'm not oh, sure. If this who movie to- was just called like the park ranger. Yeah. The Hell ranger. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to feel <laughs> so about bad. any people in this movie. Yeah. And by 90 minutes in, I'm like, I don't know how to feel about any people in well, this movie. The only one that I think is kind of the genuine
1: person doing her job is the park ranger, yes. Alma. She's right. She's kind of the
0: hero of the story. You have. She was. And what this is funny, yeah. as this movie starts to feel more like Midsummer, she was one of the victims in Midsummer. Do you pick oh. up on that? She's the girl that disappears. Oh wow. One of the other uh Man, I feel people. like I knew she was familiar. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Very we cool. We have seen her in this sensory nature horror <laughs> environment, uh, really memorably before. Man, so already great. she just has those vibes now. What a cool way to be typecast. She was my favorite part of the movie. I, I think she was she's the hero. She you was have, the only consistent one who didn't feel like they were being a false narrator the oh, whole time. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Martin, our main guy, clearly
1: keeping secrets the is, entire time. This guy is keeping secrets. He's got a diary. Yeah. Post pandemic diary. So we're still using pen and ink. So this is. But yeah, it's it's like he's he's a. Uh, yeah, he's duplicitous in what he's actually setting out to
0: do. Yeah, uh, he's caught in several lies they, early on in the movie, right. so I, the whole time yeah. I'm expecting him he's to be the villain. He's not good at lying. Because he just keeps getting caught in different lies, but then allowed to continue doing his thing. Right. So already the movie's forcing you to go like, I don't trust him and I don't believe his mission is as he's stated it is. Right. Well, But then, I don't know how to feel about that because he's not presenting him as a... He's kind of presenting him as the hero at the same time. Well, he's
1: our main guy. Yeah, he's the first guy we see.
0: We're following his journey,
1: and then yeah, they get attacked early on. They get their shoes stolen. Strong rituals vibe. That's where I was like, oh yeah. no, maybe this is just a total remake of Rituals. Yeah, and we're about That's, to get the at that Mad point. Man I thought we were full rituals. Now here's because th- the shoe stealing is such a specific thing. Uh uh-huh. Like I, you don't see that in every movie. But the guy coming at night, attacking them, stealing their shoes
0: in a normal slasher movie. Cool. shoes aren't getting stolen. The only yeah. the old, that's, so that's more of never a, think of that. That's more of a psychological torture scenario like rituals.
1: And there's a scene where they're walking without shoes where Alma the the Ranger's like, We're being watched, mm-hmm. she knows it. And then they meet Zack, the long haired guy well, in the so woods.
0: Even even before that. Yeah, yeah. I already was confused and thought the movie was being too intentionally vague when Martin and Alma in their first night in already people have talked about the woods as containing a witch of which. Mm-hmm. Right. Martin An evil seems. Spirit. Martin is doing what I would do. And another thing annoying about the Martin character to me is that he seems both relatable in some scenes and then they make him immediately like either not reacting how a person would react or it was just a very hard character to track with for such right. a main part of the story. He's keeping secrets. And he's asking about this witch that lives in the woods that everybody's being kind of vague about but believes in weirdly and he's finding all these pictures i like when some lo- some out-of-towner finds you know hand-drawn pictures and they're being evasive about questions and what, what was the name of that thing it was like flop fop <laughs> it. it was a du- it was like a uncatchy name and it's thankfully like, yeah they dropped that's it. the old witch in the woods and then they ha- yeah it was like one of those bad names that you could accidentally miss say and it's a slur <laughs> exactly. and you're like why did we choose this exactly
1: but then it shows like he finds all these like kids drawings of it like the kids every christmas draw him like they're decorating
0: a christmas tree yeah for an art project and this, then yeah, and, and then there's like spirit. old folk art from from a century prior with just this like tree branch goat horned man. And just like, yeah. So who's
1: this guy? again? The lady later in the movie, who's got the 16th century book.
0: Yeah. Just, this movie has the deepest pages of 500 year old book. I don't. And so this movie seems to try to be purposely vague while having unavoidable weird lore like that, that it can't take the time to properly dive into. But this conversation that Alma and, and, uh, and what Martin mm-hmm. have at the campfire on the first night in? I still don't know if the woods are one of those things where, like, they keep saying things like, "All right, the sun's almost down," but then they're only in a tent. And I was like, "Is there something dangerous out there?" Because that that tent is just a sheet. Well, it's... so I don't know what to think of how dangerous it is. And they're acting like, "No, if we're just in a tent, everything's cool." But you can agree the woods are creepy. The woods are creepy. Bad sure, place. woods are always creepy, but. They're having this conversation where they're talking about a pandemic because mm-hmm. the movie is clearly about a pandemic. And in a way, you could even look deeper into it that people are fleeing to the country as a response to being uh, you know, forced to isolate inside our houses. So now people are snapping and just fleeing into the woods. That seems to be the future there. Yeah, yeah. Kind of trying to tie to us. But they're having this conversation and she says... Yeah, I think people are forget about it and move on with our, their lives. And he's like, I don't think anybody will forget this. And it's like, well, which is it? Because yeah, yeah. no matter what, people now don't forget shit. Well, I was going to say. Nothing gets forgotten. Like, there's no way at the end of this, in like 12 years, somebody's like, man, it was crazy. Remember that one year? It's like, no, everybody who lived through this is going to remember it.
1: Yeah. That line of dialogue in particular, I think, is literally the film that Ben Wheatley, writer, director, is saying. What do you think is going to happen? Because yeah. yeah, I'm of two minds. I don't think we're ever going to forget the year that we spent in isolation with mm-hmm. this COVID thing. But you can't help but know that uh, you know notice that people will just kind of ignore a problem until it oh, swims up and bites them in the ass, and they'll f- and they'll forget about something and go right back to their old ways. Well, the you know uh, pe- people clamoring for. You know, restaurants to... to be open. Like, really, your priority yeah.
0: right now is to eat indoors? Well, and it was
1: like... Uh, you need a turkey sandwich that bad? When I was I staying with
0: my sister for a while, when we were, like, isolating, and in her old apartment and, like, across the parking lot was a uh, Chili's. Mm-hmm. And very early on, when her county was, like, not shutting down, when ours was totally shut down, we'd just be, like, packed at Friday on a chili. Yeah. yeah. Like, just going to Chili's, like... Well, we don't know much about it, but $5 apps. Yeah. So I think and it's like I, I was not that. I think, yeah. So I think this film is really
1: just posing a question without an answer. Mm-hmm. And then it also, you know, you wonder if this is a thing where half a million people have died or 80% of the population has died. They don't. Yeah. Like you
0: don't know. I don't know how if this is a terrible leftover situation yeah. where like, no, one day 10% of the population fled in the woods. Or, yeah, no, this has killed most people. Some cities are abandoned. They're very careful to walk around words so you don't know if there's a Dawn of the Dead scenario. Right, right. They, they don't lead you on those, but Admit, by not doing anything, they're leading you on to
1: those. They just, so, they'll just say, like, one line about, oh, you didn't get your parents out of the city. Yeah, like, what happened in sounds terrible. Yeah. Like,
0: oh, my God, what's happening in the cities? Yeah. How many people are left? Because then you're wondering why people aren't more panicked there's a lot of people still just acting like, ugh, got to walk to this, huh? So, I don't know. Some people are just more still in that fresh stage of, oh, yeah, I forgot. We got to well, wash our hands now. Like, right. they're freshly annoyed by the pandemic. But then other language in the movie makes it sound like, well, you know, we're on year nine. Sure. Of restaurants occasionally being closed again. Exactly. And it's like, if if half the
1: population died. Is are park rangers still a thing? Like are people still doing yeah, their jobs? That's why it felt really like, strong
0: with the park ranger, like yeah. oh, they're like our future spiritual guides. Are there are we being that ecologically praising but, I mean
1: again, she's the hero. Sure. Martin
0: fucking this guy can't even
1: walk without splitting his foot open. Man. Uh this well this is when we were going guy, into this rituals. Guy gets, and yeah. Yeah, this this Martin character, he gets it worse than I've I've seen a lot of characters getting in the recent memory. Maybe well, the guy in Popcorn who keeps getting
0: beat up. <laughs> man, but, I was, why, why was I thinking that? But, <laughs> the guy just takes a the, beating we're through that whole. Mo- we're it, on that that guy man. takes such a beating in that movie that once we started talking about it, then the movie started talking. Like it became a meta gag within the movie that like, geez, you can't catch a break. Well, that's what happens to Martin. He first slices
1: his foot open. Uh, on probably a rock that Zach planted in there because we see a guy. Oh yeah, we get a guy smashing rocks. I'm so rocks confused. The,
0: but I'm so in the weeds. That, on that's the woods, clearly man. a trap that yeah. was
1: set. And then uh, Martin gets his foot stitched up without anesthetic, and then he has to get some toes cut off, and then he's got to get well, a yeah, cotter. By the, the, the movie, end of but, it,
0: he's like joking about it. He's, so the movie starts he's as self-aware. The movie of how starts badly as like Contagion or The Crazies, and then it moves very hard into Blair Witch. I mean, totally. this was all intentional. They talked about a witch lore for three minutes suddenly yeah. in the movie, and for that witch to never really <laughs> play into like, oh, I mean, we didn't say she was out well, in this part of the woods. You but... never you never see the Blair Witch. You never see yeah, the Blair but witch. when a movie introduces a collection of children's hand drawings of their interpretations of the forest witch, you're th- I'm not expecting well, thinking, to go into just misery. Yeah, I w- Yeah, exactly. You know, and I so, know
1: because I, yeah, I saw those drawings. I saw them going into the woods. There's very spe- specific shots of them walking into the woods from the yeah. field, and I'm thinking, you know, Robert Edgar's the witch. Uh huh. And that moment, and there's this cool kind of synth soundtrack
0: happening under it. So the soundtrack, you this let me say now, is far highlight. and away my favorite part of this movie. Great soundtrack. Clint Mansell has done. Tons of cool things. This is a Mansell joint. Uh-huh. Oh, this soundtrack is awesome. It is a Mansell. That, that
1: does not surprise me at all. Actually, that's a name I know from cool soundtracks.
0: This score just has that perfect thrum and mm-hmm. pounding, and the great synth sound. I am a synth score sucker. Man, Man, no, I... you're an
1: aficionado. You are. <laughs> you are the man to talk to. I I love them, <clears throat> but when they make the synth score part of the plot in the okay. third act of the movie. Then that's what I mean when it becomes Close Encounters of the Third Kind with a forest spirit, because we get, A, we get the scientists, so here's how here's it lays out. We get the two scientists going into the unknown. Well, that's when it's, yeah, Annihilation. We get, like yeah, exactly. That. Then we get a little bit of, like, a, not a hostile, but we get the Zack
0: character who is the... It the, becomes misery. Yeah. 30, 30 <laughs> minutes of this movie is misery. Right, right. Yeah, Drugs the guy's the guy shaped like Kathy them. Bates. He's yeah. uh, <laughs> got the same hair. Got the got the Madman Mars rituals uh, hillbilly hair. And that suddenly, sequence
1: where we get the full-on slasher axe in the woods—that was great. It I was loved great. That. Yeah.
0: But then, yeah, once we get the leather-faced Texas chainsaw thing, scary as hell, and it's just. It's. I need to go in thinking that I'm getting all these different flavors because yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. jarring, and the movie is purposely jarring because we haven't even talked about the f- strobe lights. The movie had a warning for people with epilepsy to this leave this movie. Movie
1: opens with an epilepsy warning. I haven't seen that in a long time either. Yeah. This they're very upfront, and they use strobe lights. So yeah, basically, this movie is is strobe lights for
0: forty five minutes of its
1: runtime. When Martin and Alma get away from Zach, who's trying to drug them and kill them, also. (laughs) Then
0: we get was I the only person when you meet this like woodsman who you don't know if you can trust? Oh, and then the fact something about the woodsman just being named Zach. I love that,
1: right? (laughs)
0: Zach. Isn't Zach the great? Woodsman. And every time yeah, that, I've been living out here in the woods by myself, call me Zach. Call me Zach. Totally. <laughs> My well, friends call me Zach. But then it sounds so dumb when this guy, you know, when Zach cracks and <laughs> uh, reveals that he is indeed bad. We're all kind of waiting for it. But you're kind of wondering maybe he's the, one of the good ones. I like that. I'm a sucker for that kind of thing, too knowing when the turn's coming. and So if you're camping in the woods, yeah, and then in the middle of the night while
1: you're in your tent, you get, you get beat beaten. up by an unknown assailant. Uh-huh. Sure. Then they steal your shoes, and the next day you just kind of see a guy. You see a man who who's just has like, a
0: permanent tent set hey,
1: up. I'm Zach. I've got a whole complex of tarps over here that yeah. I live in. Why don't you also eat my food? And this special drink that I've created drink out more. of petals of flowers. Yeah. Like I'm not that naive. Like these people just went. That's along why with this I don't dude.
0: understand this world. Well, at what <laughs> point do we have to be in that somebody can wander ten miles into the woods and blindly trust this forager who has a 17 tent setup mansion whose name's Zach named Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Red flags <laughs> yeah. everywhere I'm sorry <laughs> I don't understand a world Where the, the forager is Zach I don't that's, get it That's the 21st century baby I don't understand what decade this is Where oh we're close God. enough I'm to dying. Zach As a guy Like an adult man named Zach He's just Zach when, Do you know an adult Zach? I don't know what adult Zach's become Cause I've never I don't think so. I think I've known a Zachary <laughs> but I couldn't tell you I don't think he just chooses to go to Zach in his, <laughs> in his 50s. yeah, what else you got Zach? And so you're already coming anything else. and any forages for and they' I don't know I'm sorry they're they're to the point of the breakdown of society that Alma and Martin are like. This foraged leaf stew is delicious. Like, what food are they eating in real right. life now I, that this like, is
1: acceptable? I know, yeah. It's like, I know they're barefoot, he's injured, they're in need, but come on, man. Yeah, the dude in the tent with the tarps, who's, our Park Ranger, like, who's like, just like, I'll give you everything you want. That's not how it works out there.
0: I thought People aren't just giving you shoes. If park rangers are actually these spiritual guides, I was led to believe she should have pulled a gun on it. Yeah, how do they <laughs> fall for Woodsman One
1: Hundred and One? I'd be. She should have shot him yeah, on sight, right? According to this society, this seems like a lawless <laughs> land,
0: and she is just a a mythical park. You're of the Fifth Battalion Rangers. I don't know. They seem to really think... some, And then there's other people that are like, no, I'm not so impressed with rangers. Like nope. They're having this weird yeah. alternate planet dialogue. Like, what the fuck is this? And so then when they were, comes when along... When they
1: were saying A-Rab,
0: all rangers are bastards, I was like, this is a bit yeah, much, Yeah, this guys. is... Wow, wow. A <laughs> lot. <laughs> a little harsh. This is harsh. <laughs> so we live in this, uh, you know, some people love the rangers and other people, it's a controversial deployment. That ranger... If a man comes up and Martin's like, "Well, I thought you said no other people are in the woods," and she's like, "Let's get really <laughs> Let's close to him, him, him and hear him out." Let's have some of more Let's of his honey drink. Let's flag him down and bring him in here. She's <laughs> talking like two feet away from him. Yeah. All right. It's like, so are park rangers just bad at their jobs? And they're, I don't, I never know what the movie is intentionally trying to say, See, or if I'm reading into it. I, I also,
1: I, I also feel like if you're getting hung up on that. The movie's not doing its job,
0: like okay, because I do feel like this movie is trying. I to I could be being a make stupid moviegoer, but I'm trying to get into it and well, I'm trying to experience again, what it's given me. But
1: that's, I think maybe that's the the mistake of this pandemic framing is that it's kind of like a slasher where you go like, well, if I was tied up, what would I do? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. If I had this, if I'm in this scenario and I'm, you know, out in the woods and I don't trust it, what? You know, this movie could have just skipped all of that what would I do thing if it had just been two people looking for someone who's
0: lost in the woods Uh and they come across this scenario. But it also what kept kind of taking me in and out of it is what commitment it had to being either a serious movie or also wanting to occasionally be darkly comic. Yeah, Zach is a funny character, actually. Zach can be funny, and Martin is giving kind of like comic reactions. He gets
1: funny. Well, he gets funny, yeah, when he's like, you're going to burn me now? Like, Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, and so the movie goes into like that these... Kind of...
0: It's a situation that went from very scary until a character is kind of unexpectedly cracking jokes. Mm-hmm. Not full-on jokes. There's no catchphrases or like... Uh, I can't finish my work. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but it goes from me being just like, oh my God, that like you're tied up by a woodsman and you, you don't, don't know mean. if he's going to kill you and how serious is this going to get and how much are they going to torture him that you mentioned hostile. Exactly. Like it, uh, how much was... is this going there? And to getting, when he's threatening to, to cut the man's toes off, Martin's kind of just doing like a, no, no. no I, we don't need to do please that. Please don't do well, that. Well, it's, it's a very
1: British polite thing yeah like it's like a very like british way of being like oh i think we're i'm I'm okay i don't need you to amputate at at the same time
0: in in private conversations they're like he's going to kill us you know and so it's this serious like we're not making it out of here so one of us might like one of us should help save the other kind of like very serious heavy stuff that kind of stuff hits me hard any conversation where you're like any any conversation where somebody accepts before their time that their time is up well yeah is well, very they, heavy for
1: them and me. then yeah when they're trapped by Mar- uh, by Zach, then, then then they have the very like cliche like he dropped a blade he doesn't know it yeah. we, we can get the blade we escape she hits him once in the head really hard Like every slasher cliche, doesn't hit him nine thousand more times to make sure his goal is cracked open. Yes, that's when it does dumb. That's like oh, this is being a dumb movie. Not the the slasher sequence, and then
0: yeah, then there's a whole third act after that, dude. That third act, I think, might have what the only glue holding me into this at certain points was that Clint Mansell score, Mm -hmm. and he's worked with. They're a regular pairing. Cool. Uh, That makes sense. Him and Ben Wheatley. He has done high-rise and others, but he also has done, you know Black Swan, another mm-hmm. movie with a deep, gorgeous connection to music, but also this beautiful stuff like Moon. Oh yeah oh, oh. can't wait for our moon episode it, so man I, mean, I did man not know he was do he his score was the score until the credits. that's cool. And oh, I just knew I loved it. I knew I was immediately looking what label has yeah. this release out. I want this. It is fitting that you get a cool synth guy to do this score because then the movie goes where I never would have guessed it would go. And the third act is revealed to be a movie about a noise rock artist (laughs) so dedicated to making a sick noise rock synth spiritual that she decides to become a woods forager and just study with her synth project in isolation. This is like when uh, Bonnie Vare went to live in a... Oh, 100%. Vermont cabin to, <laughs> you know, really yeah. just getting out into this. This is Taylor other Swift. Environment. Yeah, no, no, right. No, you know what this is
1: actually? This is something I love in movies. This is Prince of Darkness. This is someone trying to use modern scientific technology to communicate or to discover or examine something paranormal beyond yeah. our scope. Yeah. This is the abyss. This is like... I I love that. I I love that aspect. And and when that started... Yeah, so we get Zack chasing them through the woods. Suddenly strobe lights. Suddenly speakers attached to trees are happening. Yes. Giving you feedback and all this crazy stuff. The sequences that go into these scenes, amazing stuff. I loved it. Collage art at its best. Mm -hmm. Art on film. This is art. This is like real <laughs> composition. But this score is so integral to the third mixed, act. Yeah, mixed with the
0: score. When it becomes not just a, a cool synth vintage framework of this, you know, giving a certain vibe. The movie goes from having the score as a vibe to having the score as an on screen component. It's a, yeah, it's with a, a plot woman making device. music with nature. She's making a noise rock album in the woods by using like found sound. Yeah. That's what yeah. this is. She's she's
1: collecting like uh, yeah the residual or whatever frequencies trees are giving off.
0: Yeah. turning that into synth it's like scores, if if Travolta that in rock. Blowout was just a member of <clears throat> Wolf Eyes mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> instead of a uh, instead of doing noise edits on horror movies, he was just uh, well, it, it's yeah, it'd be getting uh, sound loops for
1: his uh, it, art project. It really reminded me of Close Encounters. Like I love that movie and the whole end of them trying to communicate with synth. I'm a Notes fan of the sci-fi that, that... Like, music
0: and light to communicate with an alien species. That's exactly what they were doing here. I am movie. a big fan of those kind of... That slant of sci-fi that uses things that would be more of a found a similar similarity, a mirror in, in two different beings. Stuff like Contact, mm-hmm. which some people don't like because it is a sci-fi movie that essentially peaks with a like laser show. <clears throat> Like a like a Photoshop, uh, but but the sci- <laughs> but but yeah, contact
1: and, and movies like that, the science that uh-huh. you get, to I, I like revel that. in.
0: I really enjoy is, that is when they do the, the some of the legwork on that, and yeah. this movie kind of just jumps into that connection after it hints at it in other ways. And I guess at the end of it, I'm I'm wanting it to be one of these things. Mm. I want to see the Blair Witch aspect of this movie. I'm interested in their contagion part of the movie. Upstream Color had a lot of that uh, man with nature and interacting with these different things that we share, you know, liquid (laughs) to this planet with. And that fascinates me. That really involves me. That feels like, that really does get you to tap into being one with your surroundings. Well, yeah. The same thing in Midsummer when you go through that crossover. Exactly. That transformation becoming with nature. Like, this movie goes for that and I love it when it leans into that. So I either wanted all of that Mm-hmm. Or all of one of the other things, or all of the pandemic movie. I wanted him to go for it. I didn't want to feel like these pandemic themes were just in there mm-hmm. to to scare us and annoy us with something that we've been used to. Right. We do, we
1: don't need that to relate to these characters. Yeah. Um, I th- I think something though. I, I I do think again. Like this is this seems like a product of the year that we've been in isolation. Like yeah the. You know, there's kind of a recontextualizing that happens in this movie about connecting to nature, disconnecting from this humanity routine you're in. Like, we've all been disrupted from our routine Uh so much. And, yeah, I feel like in this past year I've had those moments where I think about, like, I mean, everything that exists on this earth came from the ground in in some way you know we we interact like you said we drink the water we breathe the air like this idea of this larger organism this thing that we're a part of that we're not yeah
0: really aware of right day to day that that kind of thing is powerful with me and that's why movies like tree of life or upstream color really settle in with me it gives you a sense of uh uh, feeling very small but a part of a big thing. Any of these movies that really dive into, like, yeah, you know, that blue velvet opening where you go beneath oh, the ground. Totally. And these, like, you see these different hierarchies and these different, and you get a sense of that. And it's that being a part of something. right? And so when something is disrupted, it has this powerful sense with it. But then I kept getting, I didn't know if it was just my brain because of how the last year's been, or if the movie is being uh, obvious about it, all it's different kind of analogies to COVID, even Mm. though the movie doesn't really become as much about a pandemic movie. They're all simultaneously talking about how it is almost over, or it is going to be a catastrophe we won't cover recover from, or I assume that's COVID where hundreds of millions of people all had information of the. Privy to the same info and all took it wildly differently. Mm. You know, is that what this is now? People are m- fleeing to the woods. Is it that obvious? Cause the movie seems like it wants to be more, but is it just uh, here's what might the next five months of COVID might be like, I don't know. Cause it seems right. And is also- believing in the witch, the equivalent to be like people who think that you're getting injected with microchips. Like, Oh, you believe in the witch. Is mm. this like a QAnon thing? I don't know. Is that what the movie's saying? It's putting witch lore as tantamount to QAnon and other people completely going Well here's here's what is I Is it think. literally a movie about lost in the woods? Is I, that
1: what we're doing? I, I think what happens is uh you just you're trying to make something out of it, right? And I think there's a very specific point in the movie where it's talking about humans trying to find stories and patterns. trying to
0: find the patterns.
1: If we are all just part of this organism that is the Earth, then COVID is a cult for the Earth. Sure. We have these stories about how it's affected us personally. Um, No one's going to give a fuck in 100 years. Are (laughs) they... Are they going to remember, or in a hundred years, is it going to be like the Spanish flu, and we're going to deny do the what same happened? exact thing over again? You know. Well, that's why. So it's it's a, I think it's a, I think the movie if there's a message, it's that um, uh, try to find a message in this movie. Like that's the th- I mean that's the that challenge that's it poses. challenge. I don't know what the and message I don't know if that's is, a good because yeah. I don't
0: know if it's me assigning more credit to a director that I like and respect mm-hmm. and looking for something deeper and buying into all. Or is it like mumbo jumbo that we're like, and then we threw some kaleidoscope patterns into this movie, and that's trippy? Right. Is it hacky right. shit, or is it actually good? I don't think I know yet. We've talked about it for an hour, I, I and I'm not sure I know. think it's somewhere in the know. middle. I
1: think it's right in the middle. Is I, it know?
0: ambitious that just kind of misses the mark, or do I just not get it? I don't know. Because if it's really just like, oh, society's really lost in the woods right now. These people are lost in the woods. If that's it, it's just like, ah, fuck you. Like, is that yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, But is it something more? Is it something deeper like Upstream Color that just doesn't execute it as well? Or does it execute it really well and I just haven't resonated with me yet? I don't know yet.
1: I almost feel like there's a there's a lot of like a, you know, the opening title is just like a title card with the date and, and the music and mm-hmm. the, the end credits have this very stylized, like it feels like it's trying to be a 70s kind of throwback. Yeah. So I almost wonder if it is almost like this is a, this felt like a. it could, again, could be timeless. And yeah, there's, there's, there's just... so many
0: confusing directions it doesn't go that it does more than just outright hint at. Mm-hmm. The first night they're in the woods and they're going to sleep in these tents. They are going to sleeps to the sounds of this inhuman Ooh, screaming, screaming like bird. Yeah, yeah. This sounds like if you're going to the woods where you're like, huh, you don't believe in this witch, right? And then you're hearing these shrieks that don't sound like any shrieking you've ever heard and you're just lying there awake. Does that never get brought up Mm. again? Yeah. Do they never say it? That's more than just implying this might be a horror movie. This isn't telling people there's going to be a monster and then not delivering. This is out. I mean, if you're hearing some crazy growling sound... Mm -hmm. And then nobody talks about a growling beast that you heard the night before. You're just being a trickster. You're just purposely suckering people in and not. you're not being a, ooh, they're keeping you on the edge. It's like, no, you're trying to have your cake at that point. That's what it started to feel like to me. They want to do all these things, and they're blurring it in some kind of mysticism. So they're just like, oh, we don't know what's real. And I felt... Well, it felt, felt like he was setting too many trap doors. It's like, yeah. that's up to the viewer to decide, but in a way that just because he didn't know. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I mean, it's It's also one of those like... Those
0: screams really threw me. That the, that threw yeah. in a specific expectation.
1: Well, it's also a movie where you go like, is this four spirit real or is it not? Is a figment of these people's obsession or is it an actual thing that, you know, and the fact that we never get like a monster walking through the woods sure. at the end... You know, I and I and I like movies that ask you if it's all real or or not. I do too. I think this one <laughs> just had, yeah, maybe it
0: just had too many diversions in that in that. It's like path. it was trying to throw you off the scent of what it was, but it kind of did that at the cost of landing on what it was, mm-hmm. and kind of an abrupt ending <laughs> that I'm not sure it deserved. One of those things. Uh, I also would have loved if it was just honestly a build up to somebody going crazy and finds out their friend who they lost communication with really is just trying to make their best possible noise synth album. (laughs) If that's the biggest lesson, if there's no horror to it, it's just like, no, I moved deep into central park Mm -hmm. and I'm just trying to make my album. I'm living out in the woods for the music. If it was just a, that kind of movie, I think I would have been even more into it than dipping into this kind of hippie mysticism. Yeah. Of you I'll, know also, kind of I'll also say
1: that um we're talking about all this yeah, interpretation now. When I'm watching the movie, I am my hands were like in front of my face when toes are getting cut off, when eyes are yeah. getting gouged. The gore was so great. The synth <laughs> music had me hooked. I mean, I didn't amazing score. for huge sections of this movie. This is the best score since the Gretel and Hansel score a year nice, ago. Nice, nice. I think this movie is a much better just experience than like a film to decipher and interpret.
0: I appreciate that. I like that That's how I I'm like going that to
1: leave it. That's kind of my... I could this, see this returning This is a movie it... to experience on a sensory level. Yeah. And then if you start thinking too hard about it, you're going to realize they wrote this in two weeks and didn't really th- have a thing.
0: I think I would like to see it again. I think this movie, I, yeah. I think a second viewing would really solidify if this is a for it or again it. Because mm. right now I'm still leaning kind of against, but I like your argument for uh, just an experience. I think that's, I, do I think that's that. what it's at. I think that is the main, if anything...
1: I've, the fact that we got to see this in a theater is great. And hear I'm very the sounds happy about that. and have this uh, epilepsy inducing imagery on the <laughs> Jeez, big screen. Right. They go for it. and That, that would be and, the kind of those, thing that would uh, bring it back. Those strobes are great. You see the. Mm-hmm. The guy in the, sh- in the shadow, and you think you see a figure, and blah, blah, it's all it's very conv- effective. Yeah, it's
0: really effective with that. Um, and that's what would get me back if you to stand, see it in if a But If you theater. then go
1: think about it later and you go, like, What was that? Is that real or not? Then it kind of ruins the magic.
0: Yeah. There's one of those, there's sometimes these movies that you see the first time, and there's so much going on that you're trying to keep straight. One that I always think of is I really love Lebowski. And sure. the first time I saw that, there's so much plot you're trying to follow. And it's not until you finish it all that you realize the plot is just the whole distraction Uh the whole time. The plot winds up, turns out they were wrong. Well, how many times? Turns out they made a big deal out of a missing girl. (laughs) Right. And so the second time you're watching this, you know which stuff to focus less on. And I think I'm really going to need to go in again and either come out hating it more on the other side or finally, like you said, being like, you know what? Now that I'm fixed, I know this. Mm-hmm. experience is a good one you know well if you go into tree of
1: life uh and you come out of it going what was with the dinosaurs at the beginning you and missed, I, you
0: might have missed the point of tree of if life, somebody right? comes out of tree of life and says what's with all the dinosaurs i think that is a fair thing to ask sure. if my parents went to a movie that's about growing up in the 60s and suddenly there was <laughs> the dinosaurs 20 is, for 20 minutes and, and they go oh this was actually the
1: well and then that's the, one of those times the where... The final shot, you're like, wait, is that the sun devouring the earth in the final Dude, shot of the movie? Seeing Tree Alive. The end
0: of the world? I know like, afterwards I was fully like... Very... I was talking about this. I was philosophizing about this movie for a month. I went on a, a two-hour walk afterwards just because I wanted to talk about what I had just seen. But right when that dinosaur scene started, I have been in a movie once where another movie accidentally started playing <laughs> right. that has happened to me one time and it was it was the same movie sure. I saw the Santa Claus oh here we go <laughs> this was so whenever the Santa Claus came out with my family and 20 minutes into the Santa Claus the Santa Claus started so the movie was 20 minutes in and then the movie just started over <laughs> oh, with no explanation. Oh, weird. And then it happened a third time about five minutes in. Oh funny. And nobody ever came in and said, like, hey, uh, we accidentally replayed the re Nope. We just got the same twenty minutes of the Santa Claus. It just cuts times. off
1: every time Santa falls off the roof. Then it yeah. goes back to the opening. <laughs> and uh,
0: uh so suddenly dinosaurs are happening, and I'm like is there some like IMAX dinosaur experience being totally. played down the hall, and they got the second real raw? Like, there's a good two minutes where I'm kind of like looking around, going like, oh, "Right, we're <laughs> we're in this, right? We're okay." Uh, I was waiting for a guy to come in and be like, "Sorry, we put <laughs> we put the dinosaur' walk with the dinosaurs 3D on." Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, our bad. Yeah. So I get somebody coming out the other side being confused by that, but uh, I I don't know if I'm trying to give too much credit to this movie and trying to look too deep deeper than it wants me to look, or if it's just supposed to be a like, this is cool, man. This is what we did in the pandemic. I, I honestly, <laughs> for me, I it
1: to me, yeah, the, it's that second part. It's uh, we had to we could only have four people on set at a time. Yeah, we had to find an outdoor area to film in. I had this kind of weird witch story in my head. We adapted it to be a pandemic yeah, thing. I? And someone gave me a couple of the bucks and I made it a cool should I view 70s. It as, you know, Should like, I
0: view it as like Escape from Wonderland? I, I, that know, guy Mansell making a movie. was free the, and we, yeah, we did our Mansell thing. was free. We did our thing. TV's and movie on hold. So uh, <laughs> he was free to do score. Yeah. Okay. I'll probably want to see it again. if If our bargain cinema ever opens up. And that's playing there. It's. Uh, I'll do it if you want to go with. We can do it. But I'm I'm a down vote for now. But I'm optimistic okay. that I could be an up vote. I'm but, an but That's where I'm at right now.
1: I'm an up vote that uh, I don't think I could just recommend this movie to anyone. Yeah, this you're is not, a, this is one where mom and dad. I gotta let. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be in for like a weird trippy. You know which friends movie. of yours might. Like this movie. I know which. Well, I don't know which friends of mine have epilepsy or not, so I can't go based on that.
0: <laughs> this is a good way to find out. If you have could friends physically with physically people, yeah, I know. By this is making a good good tester. Movie. Yeah, that was a that was a shock on the senses in a different way. We had brought up Texas Chainsaw earlier because we do get an extended yeah, chase yeah. through the woods with well, a man with an axe
1: scene. Chainsaw opens with uh, a
0: strobe effect with the the photographs. Oh. <laughs> a gorgeous one and yeah yeah. this is so disorienting the longer it goes it's like when we've seen Texas Chainsaw in a theater and it really hits home how the last 40 minutes of this movie are just screaming Mm -hmm. this movie the last 40 minutes are just kind of disorienting strobe effects totally losing your place lost in the woods etc I keep going back and forth on this one because there are scenes that in a bubble I really like Mm -hmm. you know their own vacuum I love all of these set pieces, but I would have liked a little more focus. I think maybe edit out a couple of those tones and give us more of the uh, survivors. And I hate to be the editor on somebody else's movie. They did a thing. Mm-hmm. They did a cool thing, but I'm optimistic about a second viewing. Okay, skeptic.
1: That's pretty, but I optimistic. Mean, I think uh, that's that's a uh, the movie's done its job. It's gotten us to think.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Is this is this movie getting praise? What's like the consensus kind of? I don't. I don't actually look. I never. Once Uh, I knew I was seeing a Ben
1: Wheatley movie
0: in the theater, I. It's got less
1: than five hundred reviews on
0: IMDb. It's at a five point six. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's seventy six percent. Audience score twenty seven percent. Well, they yeah. So the critics love it. Audiences are leaving pissed that they didn't get to see a monster. Probably. That's that's audiences are leaving confused. Yeah. Yeah. And a little disappointed that it they comes didn't at get night the was off. the same thing. High critic score, low audience score. So it's one of those kind of movies. And those are always, it's always fun to go know where you land. Mm-hmm. Again, we've seen, I loved Hellboy. Loved <laughs> Hellboy. That's the one I always go to because that audience score and critic score, low, real bad. Sure. I thought it was great. I had a total blast in it. So, when an audience scores low and a critic scores high, that typically means it's too artsy for me. Mm-hmm. That's the classic view of that. And I get that. The movie definitely goes for artsy in lieu of delivering a monster. Yeah. I'm, I'm not the per- kind of person that gets offended and annoyed by that. Right. I just don't know how I feel about it yet. I'm okay
1: with, with uh, Ben Wheatley doing this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He's
0: earned, uh, he's earned the right to do things. Yeah. He's I, done enough cool things that I like that he's doing these things. Yeah. He's trying to uh, get us to experience this yeah. pandemic horror. Some
1: people make movies for pure entertainment, and I, I don't think he does that. So I, I go in knowing I'm not necessarily going to be entertained. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> which doesn't sound good, but you know what I mean. Like the idea, like I, I was
0: up for the challenge. I guess up for the challenge is a fun way to yeah. look at something that he does. Whether you think it falls apart or not, I can respect something even if I think it totally falls apart in the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, like you said, too, the set pieces were all
1: so good. Like There were so many. There was three or four just really great yeah. five to seven-minute
0: segments that were just like, man, this is great. I'm glad, glad <laughs> I get to experience exactly. this. So I'm happy I went. It's another great movie. It's the kind of movie that you should see in the theater. I know I, if I'm going to love it at all, it's from seeing it in the theater. Look, if it's
1: between this or me and 50 sweaty, horny teenagers (laughs) in
0: Mortal Kombat, I'm seeing this movie. Yeah. Okay. This movie was not horny at all. <laughs> this, was, this was one these of the least horny, horny movies
1: no. at all. I there appreciated was, that as well, that there was no horniness. I did appreciate that. For a survivalist
0: <laughs> movie, there was no hints at like crazy forest rape. There was men and women characters with no sexual attraction. Yep. All of these people had relationships with each other, and nobody talked about it in terms of sexual Totally. It was just in terms of like, I've spent time with this person. These people are the least horny people on
1: earth. So British. Yeah, this That's is... what you get in the British film there, yeah.
0: And you love that. I walked past Mortal Kombat and the the sexual aroma was <laughs> coming out. No, I don't No. Waffes of sexual <laughs> attention I'm really glad we got to see yeah. this in the theater, even if I, I'm still unsure, but Overall, I do like the experience. I like being there with you guys. I like seeing Aww. this I like seeing a horror movie in a theater with friends with hardly anybody else in the theater. Totally. That's a special experience. Seeing it seeing a fighting movie with 18 of your closest <laughs> 12-year-old buddies who were all available at the same time and all able to somehow make it to a downtown movie theater. Yep. Based on a video game released 14 years before your birth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing better
1: than it. Oh. Came to this. It did come to this. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you guys for listening.